You're listening to the First Students Podcast, the podcast from the student ministry of First Baptist Church in Fort Smith, Arkansas. And we're back at it once again. Always at it. Always. In and out of season, right? I guess that's Jesus what that means. No, yeah. I don't know. That could be true. Bad hermeneutics, but... Eh, not necessarily. Is Jesus juking bad hermeneutics? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Is it dismissible because... Of, sometimes. Of funny. Because if sometimes it's not bad her- hermeneutics, then... Sometimes it's, it's not just dismissible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, this is oh, uncomfortable. That's bad. Hunter does that to me a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He looks at me and goes, no. really? <laughs> no. no. So yeah. I think we are we got one out last week, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, but we got another one to get out just because it hasn't been edited. Yeah. And then this will be number three. three. And then fourth. Two, basically, two, three, and four are going to come out like boom, boom, boom. Um, this week. Like this week. They're going to get a little bit of overload, so you'll have about an hour and a half of content to be able to listen to. But that's okay. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. No. It's like in the world of Netflix binging, we can expect you to, to maybe get through. Podcast binge. If you can get through all of Daredevil in a weekend, then, then you can take a week to get through. Nobody listening to this likes Daredevil. Wow. Well, that's a I'm bold, not, okay. That's a bold. I'm not saying statement. that nobody that listens to this likes Daredevil, but no, none of them have probably watched the Daredevil on Netflix. Uh, uh. Okay, what? Hello Kitty. That's Barney? not valid. No, that's not valid either. No. What then? The voice. iCarly. iCarly. Wow. Maybe. No. No. I hope not. No, that's... And setting a low I bar. bad. Setting a bad bar. Bad. Bad bar. It's also Disney Channel. Or Nickelodeon. Gosh, terrible. Also for children. Terrible. Anyways. Bad. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> in in the most awkward segue possible, today we will be talking <laughs> about the church. Um. So the question... For this week, the the first week was who is uh, who are we? How are we doing? Um, second was who is Jesus? And for week three, we're looking at um, the question of who are we? So, kind of following that, all of all of Eric's setups are kind of done in these questions that we're going to seek to answer. Um, but before that, any comments or announcements or anything? Of the sort that, that needs to be given. Football Saturday. Football Saturday is coming out. Coming up Saturday. What are the games that? Are, let me look that up. Oklahoma State plays at two thirty. Arkansas plays at six. Who are they playing? Oklahoma State plays Texas. Arkansas plays Texas A and M. That's right. It could be another That's abysmal right. week. That's very likely for Arkansas fans. And it's going to be um, Oklahoma's got a bye week. Bye bye. They'll play West Virginia on October third. Um, so I'm assuming we'll watch what it will amount to the first half, three quarters or so of the Arkansas game, and then everyone goes home. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to go home. You can't stay here. Can't stay here. So, yeah. But that's the only big announcement. We're moving. Um, 
we're moving the outreach that we had for the end of October to the beginning of December because we wanted to be more intentional with our outreach and so wanted to be able to actually reach people and share the gospel rather than just doing service projects. So the uh, date at the end of October, I believe that you have, is the 24th uh, that we had to serve at the rescue mission again, has been moved to December 5th. And so we're doing that so that we can do dinner, uh, serve dinner to the people at the rescue mission, and then we're going to do a service. We're going to have music and uh, bring a little message, but it's going to be a great time for us to interact, and that's on December 5th. But I will get something out to you on your remind and also to your parents. Awesome. Cool stuff to be looking forward to. Um, I'm looking forward to it. You are? Yes. Yeah, we're looking forward because it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So we are looking forward in time to the given place that we will be doing those activities. In this case, Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Football. Okay, so another awkward segue into – we'll get better at that. We've been better at that. Today is just – We're just feeling awkward. We're just off. We're just feeling awkward today. Um, First question. Yeah, shoot. How would, and we'll do this in kind of two phases. I'll ask you the the first part of this, of of how a random person on the street might answer this question. Um, And then the second, I'll ask, similar to how we did the gospel um, a little while ago, a 30-second explanation biblically on what this is. Yeah. The question is, the church is blank. You get so many different answers with that, especially if you're just stopping people out on the street. Um, the church is, hey, that building right over there that's standing on the corner, or um, some might say it's an irrelevant institution. Some might say it's um, outdated and antiquated. Some might say that um, it's just a bunch of people. Some, like a building ruled by people, not just a bunch of people, because, yeah, we're going to get into that answer here in a little bit. Yeah. But... Yeah, a lot of people would just view it as a place, a building that people gather, yeah. not really anything more. Bunch of hypocrites. Fair enough. The uh, I, I think I think one to add on, um, especially if we're talking about if if the random person we're talking to, let's assume unchurched, um, maybe had some experiences in the past, not a believer knows very little about church life. Um, and then to use an example of what's happening right now, the Pope's in town. Well, not in town. That would be a much bigger deal if the Pope showed up to Fort Smith. Would it be? Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Not really. W- whatever you think of the Pope, it would be a pretty massive deal if he showed up in Fort Smith, Arkansas, um, for our three Catholic churches. I wouldn't go. Okay. Daniel doesn't like the Pope. Um, it's a true statement. But... So, so with that, and I think the the attitude that most media has had to that can be indicative of what they think the church is, or or what they like to church to be, and that's a, a social activist group, right? Um, Country club of sorts. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say that's more for. I, I think that could apply more to, to some upper scale Baptist churches, more so than the Catholic Church. Um, Especially because this this pope has been so adamant about doing things, feeding the poor, doing X Y. Like that's why he's been so on the cover of Time and, and kind of so popular. Um, because 
the the kind of tonal shift. I, I think we're getting farther away from, except for some of the most staunch atheists, of, of it being an outdated institution. Um, that is something that people are going to be hostile towards, but are going to look at it as if the church is the people that feed the poor and, and kind of do all these social activism things and, and outreach projects, then we're going to be okay with that. And we might even support that, but it leaves out um, the primary thing that the church is. And that is God. The church is God. No, the primary source of the church is God. Yes. Yeah. And so if we tag it to, just like we're going to be talking about in Galatians throughout the whole time that we're in Galatians, it's going to be tied to that act of, hey, you can do these things and you can you can put up these perceptions of what church is or what it is to be the body, but unless we're actually invested in who Christ is and what he's done and what God is doing and working through his people, then we're missing the perspective of what the church actually is. And what is the church? The church is um, formed and owned by God. It is a fellowship of believers, not a building, and a group with a mission for the world uh, to worship and honor God by modeling uh, grace and reaching out with the gospel of Christ, because when it becomes something that we're just doing and engaging in, then it's not led and directed by God. Then that's when it becomes more focused against that first thing of being formed and owned by God, and it looks like something that's formed and owned by man. And so when it's looked at as something that's formed and owned by man, then we miss the concept of God uh, as the Holy Spirit in us and through us, and him being the one that's doing the work in our hearts and our lives, him being the one that's working out our faith um, in every aspect as we engage the world around us. Yeah, and I think at its, at its simplest, if you were going to, to tweet what the church is, it's, it's uh, the church is God's people who have been given God's mission for God's glory. Um, and, and, and that, at, at its heart, that's what it, it's the people of God who have a, a mission statement in the Great Commission and in Acts 1-8 that's ultimately all for the, the glory and enjoyment of God. Um, and so whenever we're looking at historically and, and biblically the early church, um, what are some key characteristics of that church that Jesus formed in the first few months after Pentecost? Um. I think you saw a vast sense of community that you don't see. I mean, you do in some aspects of some churches, but I think we've lost a concept because in the early church, if you look at the end of Acts 2, you see a church that was together daily. You see a church that was eating together. They were living life together. They were literally that community, that inner word of community, that commune. They were coming together. They were living life. They were... Um, ingesting the the word of god they were ingesting the teachings of the apostles through what they had what they had uh, heard as christ commanded and they were seeing the holy spirit move in a mighty way because it wasn't about them it was about god literally in them and through them and it was amazing to see the growth that came from that and so it was a um, it was centered around worship of God. It was centered around um, focus on God. It was centered around um, sharing the word of God with uh, others. And so it was 
it was totally not introspectively view, viewed, but it was outrospectively. It was that what you just said, that the church is a body of believers on mission for God to glorify God. And it's all about him. Yeah, and, and this is something that we've been subtly, probably really loudly banging the drum on with, with small groups of people in between um, the two of us and then kind of slowly building that up and, and preaching and, and singing and, and kind of trying to put this idea before people on what actual community is um, and what it's not. And, and, and the differences between those two, just so you can kind of begin to see the differences and, and what they are and how they affect how you interact in the church. And, and, and it directly affects your all of your relationships in the church. It, it was I was listening to a podcast yesterday that, that Right Now Media puts out from, from Lifeway uh, called Five Leaderships Questions. And they had a Tabiti Anwabile. Anwabile. It's his last name's hard to pronounce. Church planner, pastor, dude, um, has done a lot with Dever. Um, and he had a couple of quotes about community as he's looking at planning a church in D.C., that were that were really good and I think really um, kind of pertinent to this idea of the idea of community as it relates to the church, um, and so we'll throw some of these out and, and kind of talk through what they what they mean. Um, first one is you you can't commute to community. Hmm. You can't commute to community. That means you be need to be living within the community that you're engaging and interacting with. Yeah, it's an interesting concept. When you hear about a lot of the church planners in these big cities that are um, part of the stipulations of being a member of their church is that you have to live in the neighborhood that they're ministering to. That's amazing to me because that allows you to live and do life together as a body of believers. Yeah. And that, and that's going to feed into what the next quote's going to be. Uh, but, to, but to camp out a little bit more on this idea of you can't commute to community. Um, yeah, I think it's a blaring indictment of the way that we experience church now by and large in America, because what is our experience of church? We are commuting to a location for a hour, two hours, most once or twice a week. Yep, and so kind of innately in that is that you cannot experience authentic community when your whole experience with that community is a weekly commute to. That's exactly right, especially with the timeline that we have on it. So that's that's a that's a challenging word. Um, the come see rather than go be. Yes. Uh, next quote that that feeds into to, to what you were um, saying a minute ago: you cannot minister to a community that you do not live in. <laughs> that one's punchy in the face because you think about where we're at and what we're trying to accomplish. Um, it's like if we go outside of that and we're trying to minister to a certain social class, if we're trying to minister to a certain um, um, social strata uh, of people, then we miss the concept of what the gospel is being uh, for all people. And so we're supposed to share that gospel with all people, and then God draws and calls those that He will to Himself. And and so if we're if we're trying to fit that within a box and within a a social category or or a uh, socioeconomic category, then we're missing the overarching view of the gospel. The gospel was 
literally people coming together. If you look at Acts, the end of Acts 2, that those that had much sold much and distributed to, to, the, uh, to the ones that didn't have much so that they could be in community together, so that they could enjoy that life and that time together. So, yeah, that's huge. Absolutely. Um, next one. In my experience, most people have never been a part of a healthy church. Hmm. That's that's probably very telling. Probably very telling of where we are as followers of Christ and maybe the watered-down, diluted view that we have of church, the high view of church. Now, I'm not saying high church. I'm saying the high view of the church of God, mm-hmm. God's church as his people living for his glory. And and that's whenever he was talking about this, it, it all came down to that idea of community. He's like, most most churches nowadays, um, and he was speaking in the context of within our, our convention and our denomination, he said, our theology is good. Yeah. He's like, it's, it's, if there's one thing that you can say about Southern Baptists throughout our history is that we've kind of been the, the place that people point to for what is the standard of, of preaching and of theology right. in the yeah. evangelical world. It's like there's some things that we do poorly, but that, that's something that we do fairly um, well consistently that's a foundational thing. So it's not something that they're not a part of a healthy church because the preaching's bad. The preaching's normally good. It might not be conference-worthy, but right. it's, it's faithful, good biblical preaching. The worship it has nothing to do with the style of worship. Um, he's like, what it got down to was, did the church actually love each other beyond what we think the requirements are of, of, uh, of being a member in a typical church today? And so he said, once I left a context and, and got into a community that was healthy, it was stuff that I never even thought about in the context of the church. And it really just looked like being in a family. Like yeah. being in a real family. And if that's the goal and you measure that up to where we are now, it's very easy to see how short we are falling in that aspect. There's no doubt about that. And, you, you know, you think about the concept. And yeah, I return to this verse and this passage so much that uh, Romans 12, you guys are probably going, man, again, he's bringing Romans 12. Yeah, I'm bringing it again. I beseech you, therefore, brothers, to Present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to the Lord. This is your reasonable act of worship. So as our bodies and our lives are holy and pleasing to the Lord, we come together as a body of believers. We commune together. We we become a community under his headship, and we live life together. We minister together. We reach out together that he's made much of. Not that our congregation is made much of but that he's made much of and that he's transformed us yeah absolutely um a couple more that that aren't directly related to community but we can kind of hit on shortly because i think they're really good um you can sometimes chart the spiritual lives of christians according to the program in their church wow wow because we've become so come see that we miss the aspect of what it is to actually be the church. Yeah, and it's that we the lack of understanding of consistent faithfulness in some of the foundational things. So we're always, what's the next study going to be? What's yeah. our next point of emphasis going to be? Right. Because that. What's our next it. event? Yeah. What's our next 
camp? What's our next uh, discipleship thing? Like all of it yep. is based. And so in those gaps is when things fall. And so the way he was describing it was, you know, as there's a really, really good study, everyone's kind of up and then camp and all that kind of stuff. And then there's the two week drop where no one's really sure what we're doing and everyone's kind of depressed right. and everything. And then it shoots back up. Um, and the danger of that kind of inconsistency. Um, next one, we stop being Christians in the summer because that's when we go on vacation. Pretty much. You see attendance dip drastically during the summer at times because that's my time. That's my time. Well, if we understand Scripture correctly, then um, it's all God's time, and we've been transformed by His grace and His mercy, so therefore everything that we do is still geared and directed by glorifying Him with our hearts and our lives. And so if we're supposed to be doing that once again as the body, one body— one calling, one baptism, one purpose. That's to glorify God. That's in Ephesians 4, if you don't know where that's at. We should be living with one purpose in mind. That doesn't mean it goes in a, in a oh, we got three-month dip or we can go on summer vacation. No, you interact and engage. I'm not saying that vacation's bad. You should go on vacation with your family. But when it takes away from the interaction and the community of the church, of the body of believers, then Ultimately, we're, we become worshiping of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, these last two are, are about as disconnected from it as it can get, but but still good um, and and probably beneficial for anyone reading. This one's going to be a wash for most of the kids. They're reading. not reading. They're listening. Listening. Um, but but for, for parents and maybe for you to talk, talk through um, some of this thought process, it said one of the wisest pieces of advice we got when raising our kids was from an older couple that pushed back on our assumption that the most important times of parenting were when our kids were younger. We found that it was most important for us to be home and available when our kids were teenagers because you never knew when they were going to want to talk. Wow. That's really good. That's really good. Definitely something for me to think of, think about with four boys growing up. Hmm. So, hmm. Um, and then this one that'll be the most challenging, I think for the students you should base your college decision on where the most healthy church is and where the most ample mission field is. Wow. Wow. That's very interesting. That's very interesting. He was talking about how um, he's got a daughter that's going to college now for the first time. And um, he said he's placed some parameters on, he's like, he doesn't care how far away it is. He doesn't, um, you know, what she's wanting to major in is is not something as long as she's going to love the lord and serve the lord and serve the church um in ministry or or out no matter what that's going to look like that that's not things that he's directing or pushing hard but as they go on trips he's like there's been a couple places that we go that are great schools he's like and I'm talking I'm not going to name names because I don't want to but but schools that you would be in your top 5 if you were going to pick some places that there are no healthy churches around it's like, I'm not saying Bible preaching churches. It's like, you can find those a lot of places. Like, but for some of the most formative years of an adult's life going into that season to find a true healthy church. And then mm. what's the spiritual atmosphere of campus? Yeah. And also from a parental perspective, is your child somebody that can make it through four years in what will probably be a hostile environment? Or do they need some of the encouragement and sheltering that goes with um, 
more conservative private or, or Christian universities. Um, and so he was, he was asking questions that I never really even thought of. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that they're as far off from what we're studying and who we are as the church as we might think. Because yeah. if everything that we do is being guided and directed by God's transformation in our life, by the Holy Spirit, through the blood and mercy of Jesus Christ on the cross, then our perspective ultimately shifts because we want that community anywhere we go as the body of Christ. Worshiping, serving, reaching out, sharing the gospel, and just coming together to hold each other accountable and lift one another up. I mean, I don't think that's as far off as we think. That's a a great thing to be thinking about. But he's thinking about that from a perspective of what it looks like to be the church together, the body of Christ together. And so that's, that's, that's huge. Yeah. And, and, and what he said along with that, the, the, the reason why it's so kind of countercultural and, and can sound odd is that, that Christians do not find their identity in the church anymore. Right. And, and he put the caveat of, yes, our identity is now in Christ, but it's how, how has that worked out? And how is that practically look, you are in Christ. That's who you are are but your identity and identifiers become the body that you have been placed in that is the god ordained um community that is the local church right and people don't know how to do that and they're going to find identity and and all those other things whenever the community that you have been given to identify with is the church right and and you know we've kind of hit on this before when we've talked about you know that that sacred time is that time in our homes, our time uh, when we're away from work, when we're away from uh, people and we just have time for family. But ultimately, like we were talking about earlier in this podcast, we're supposed to be the family. We're supposed to be family together. We're supposed to be spending time together. I mean, you come to our house at any time and you, James, Cooper, and Will, Mm -hmm. and... Sam, Sam and then various students that just drop in and hang out. Yeah. I could name drop all them, but then I want to, I don't want to get the big head. So yeah. But anyways, yeah. that's what we're talking about is that family aspect. That's the way it should be. We yeah. should be wanting to spend time together. Want, Hey, I'm struggling with this. Yeah. Hey, I got this going on. Hey, Will came over and he's, he's got a new job coming up. That's exciting. Yeah. But still it prayer and, and experience yeah experience together and that's what and and we're kind of there's a lot of other theological things that we could get into here but i think i'm gonna for the last 10 minutes or so get into some of the practical things of how does this work out if that's if that's the end goal and that's the height of what we should be attempting to strive for how do we how do we practically do that and and some of the things i've heard you there's time is the thing that builds that community. It's that idea of a group of people that are gathered together consistently for a intentional purpose is, is the definition of what that looks like. And that's why whenever you just look at sports teams and military and, and different groups of people that come together to accomplish a certain task, I've known people that have worked at Apple that talk about what it was like back in the day, whenever Steve jobs was doing all the stuff working towards the iPod Right. And, and, and he was like, 
the the community that you experience there because it's we're gonna we're not leaving this building until this gets done. Yeah, it's all day, every day. You're Get to liking in. how each other smell. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 it's that kind of it. It, it seems odd or, or different, but that's what it takes to have that. And and that's one of the things that you've done really well ever since you've been in ministry is that intentional hospitality that facilitates community. And and it's it's some of breaking that that can be awkward if it's not made unawkward. Right. And the way that's done is is either somebody inviting themselves or being invited into. Right. And then making that a and the way that you there can be a intentionally gracious but almost misleading hospitality with how things have been done in the past. Right. Where, okay, everything's got to be cleaned up. Um, there's yeah. got to be a plan of what we're going to do. Megan's, gonna come in. We're going to eat at four. We're going to sit down at five. Yeah. We're going to and, – and that worked for a generation. But there's, there's a whenever, – whenever you experience the realness of what is actually going on, that's whenever you begin to feel – like you're part of a family. Yeah, Megan's general greeting to people is, "Sorry for my house." Yeah, it's a, it's, it's apologies. <laughs> um, but but what I've always and and that's going back the five or six years now that I've that I've known y'all. What was always so different was that I I come in, and we're just there. There's there's yeah. no there's no set agenda. You're gonna discipline the kids. Whether yes. I'm there or not, you're not going to do the whole. Now we're going to wait, and once Hunter leaves, then you I'm, know, guys, I'm passing out spankings. Yeah. Then it's like it's happening no. now. It's yeah. all and and so that kind of it, it's a, it's a vulnerability that you have to be willing to place in front of other people. That if you don't do, there's always going to be a weird wall that you kind of know. Yeah, this can only go so far. Right until right. we've got to get the kids to bed. We've got stuff we've got to do. There's errands to run. And that's looking at community not as something to add to the schedule, but something that is always yeah just part of all of it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I think we've, we've become so inundated with filling our time with things that we miss out on that time to just, you know, spend time together, hang out together. I know, like last night, we go to football games, and it was good just to sit there and hang out with uh, Corbin and and. Tyler George and and those guys that have brothers that are on the football team. We can just sit and talk and my kids climb all over them just like they climb all over me. And it's just, you know, it's part of that understanding of, Hey, we're a family together. I mean, we're just, we're just doing things together. We're all hanging out and, and we got probably 15, 20 kids that are tied into Chaffin and Alma that, um, played last night. And so, I mean, it's just investing in people's lives. It's, and that's the way it's supposed to be. But when it becomes so fixated and oriented around, well, I got to be a here at this time and I got to be here at this time and I got to be a here at this time. And it's like, Hey, you got to leave. Cause I got to go do this. And you yeah. got to leave. Cause I got to go do this. Then we lose that perspective of what that family dynamic is and that community that we see. Yeah a description of in the scriptures. And and that's the flip that I think if you can, and it can be hard with, if you, if you click with somebody, well, it can be really easy, but the intentionality of doing that with, with almost everyone you come into contact with is as far as you're willing, my schedule is open to you. Right. Yeah. And obviously you've got to protect certain parts of, of your private life. Um, 
if you're if you're married, if you're you're with family, there's there's times that you have to protect. This is just for us. Right. But me having to go pick up the car, go get dinner, go pay a bill, go all the kind of stuff. And as far as you're willing to go with me, you're not off limits to that. Yeah. And that that my schedule will not be dictated by the hour that I've given you. Right. Um. Well, it's like yesterday. We yeah. gotta go pick up the Durango at the at the at the shop. It was yeah. getting worked on, and I'm like, "Hey, we're gonna Hunter sitting in my office," and I'm like, "Hey, we're gonna go get the Durango and probably grab lunch. You can stay or you can go. It's yeah. you're always welcome." Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's just kind of the understanding yeah. because, and and keeping that in front of people is is what kind of breaks down the first couple of awkward encounter of this is like, oh, this is this is weird. This is. Yeah. Now, what am I doing? And, and it's once you get past that is when you are allowed to start. You start being more honest. You start having better conversations. You start you being bet. able to have um, to have tougher conversations, and and it, it opens you up to what the the end goal is, which is that familial kind of community um, that, if not intentionally pushed for will not happen by itself. It right. just it just doesn't, especially with the way that we have church where we're only if we only see each other in the times that are specific meetings. Right. It's 2-3 hours tops. Yeah. It has to be done consistently outside of the walls of the church. No doubt about that. And you know that's it's having lunch together, that's hanging out together, that's watching football together like we're doing the football Saturday. That shouldn't yeah. be something that we're just doing once a month. It should yeah. be it should be just commonplace. Like and and Megan may shoot me for this, but if you guys just want to swing by the house on a Saturday, that's always open. It's yeah. not like it's a it's a sanctuary. We're watching football just like you are at your house. So yeah. I mean if if you want to come hang out, that's it's always a thing that mm-hmm. can happen. I mean, I don't even have to say anything and James and Hunter show up at eleven o'clock on Saturday, hey Game Football. started, yeah. Kickoff, <laughs> and so I mean, it's just just common, and so just like they are, you all are always welcome. I mean, our house is open. We told you guys that when you first started coming over for Bible study and stuff. Our house is open. I mean, that's why some of the girls just stop by in the evenings to talk to Megan. Yeah, great, awesome. I'm going to bed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and that, and that and that's the importance of it, and that's not losing the the importance of the trivial things. Uh, right. I heard Danny Aiken say one time that the most important thing that was a relationship builder that he ever did with his kids was sent. And he's got five boys or four boys. Um, so just like you, you're Danny Aiken. Um, no, we're different people. We share the same name, but Hey, you do different people. Uh, this is getting creepy now. Um, <laughs> so, so he said the most, um, important thing that he's like that, that I'll say, and people will be like, you're just wasting your time, especially the, the legalistic people that think he kind of went off on a little tangent. But he's like, since my kids were born, since the first one was born until the last one left for college, every single Saturday, we spent about 13 hours watching football. He's like, without fair fun. enough. He's like, thir- and people would say, you wasted 13 hours just sitting in front of a TV and stuff like that. He's like, one watching sports is not like watching regular TV. It's true. It's like, it's, you're not following a story. You're interacting with things. He said too. And especially as my kids got yelling at the refs. Yeah. He's like, (laughs) what other time do you have that much bulk time with a group of people? 
He's like, and you will be amazed the conversations that come out of oh, doing yeah. anything if you're with anybody for a 12, 13 hour period. That's exactly right. And he's like, and even now to this day, everyone's off and, and living on their own. Only one of them's unmarried, but the rest of them, every single Saturday, starting at 11 o'clock, there will be 150 text messages exchanged between the five <laughs> Aiken kids from 11 a.m. till 11 p.m. Yeah. Every single Saturday without fail. Yeah. He's like, and it's something that lasts now and that they look back with great fondness of all of almost all of our times of, of, uh, surprisingly significant conversations come out of being faithful and doing the everyday together. You bet. Yeah. And I think that's where it's at. I mean, as a body of believers, you know, so many people would say, well, I don't, I'm looking for community. I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. Well, if we were truly interacting as a body of believers, like we should be, then people would find that within the church. And then ultimately they'd see and experience the gospel in and through us. Absolutely. And whenever you experience that community, it changes the way that you approach the mission of God. And that's a, that's a good place to end it for this episode. Word to your mothers. 